Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to episode 435 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. You are Glenn. Hey, go, fellas. Fucking couple of weeks in a row, my team hasn't lost. How fucking good is it? <laughs> You're the Glennest <laughs> Glenn. <laughs> I'm the Glenniest Glenn that ever Glennied. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's going great for the Tigers at the moment. Isn't I mean, what? the LLs are taking really are in the media. Yeah. Oh, uh, mate. And look, yeah. We West Tigers, about news. I, was, I was thinking West Tigers sell papers. Tonight be the night we could talk about. Well, I thought I, I thought that we could. Yeah, well they do. They, well they don't sell papers, but they do attract clicks. That's that's un, you know without a doubt. So you're saying but, um, tonight I was, is the night we tigers. <laughs> now, I th- I thought that tonight we may have had given it would be a shorter episode. I thought we might have had the opportunity to dissect the aftermath of Madge getting sacked, but but the Tigers have even put board meetings into decline by at the last minute giving an 11th hour reprieve and uh rescheduling the meeting it ends at four is it for tomorrow i, I didn't i did not read far uh, enough to see when I, they're actually doing it again but it I was gotta, today and i gotta tell anymore. you i didn't get to the point where they said where the meeting had been rescheduled to yeah you just got to the point where you're just like yeah it's fucking mad is still in the fucking game <laughs> <laughs> I get the feeling Madge is going to find his Y at the back of the Centrelink queue. Y M C A. Sleeping there. I think. I think he's going to find. I think he's going to find a P and two P C Y C to go with his fucking sleeping bag in the car park. Is what he's going to find. <laughs> Yeah, I think what he's actually going to find is he's going to find his hair returns and his fucking and his fucking wrinkles something mysteriously disappear <laughs> almost overnight after getting out of that fucking West dumpster Tigers fire. Tigers are like fucking oil of Olay from yeah. coach's anyone, face. Has anyone done it before and after a match? Like you know they did that thing like of Obama. Yeah, yeah, they have. Like, yeah. Two thousand and eight. They have. They have. They have done it. Yeah, they were doing it like in April or May. <laughs> have you seen the photos? <laughs> have you seen the photos of him when he won the premiership in England? And he's no, like his yeah. full head of hair and his fucking beaming bright face, a man that without a care in the world. Yeah, yeah. The next one looks three like Gollum. after he signed the contract. <laughs> That's it. He found the ring. He yeah, like... now looks like Gollum's <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Jesus Glenn. <laughs> But he's um. But the thing is, he's what 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 actually warped him and everything is is yeah. Nobody finds it precious. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, it's the, it's, that's it's not the precious the, to any, anybody. <laughs> the why is Madge's ring. It's like you gotta yeah. find the why, my precious. 
No one ever fucking yeah. fired. No one ever found it. Instead of the ring going into the fire, the whole fucking club should go in there, and everyone in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah do you know what though? Except me. The, then, the, then there'd be that final scene when Noffa wakes up in a bed, <laughs> and his A and B defenders are around him, <laughs> and they just frolic together for twenty minutes. <laughs> Luke Brooks has got his little axe and his fucking little dwarf helmet, big beard. Yeah, good. <laughs> Oh. If neither of you motherfuckers give me any credit for rattling off a few what? fucking moments from a movie, I've I was going to say fucking going I'm, to I'm, not good enough. I'm shocked. I was waiting till you finished because you was you were still busting you were busting out references <laughs> like fucking not for bust out missed tackles. So I was waiting till you finished, and then when you run out of references, I mean, look, you had me you had me probably by the second reference. But, I mean, you, you go and bust out another three or four, and I thought maybe there might be another three or four after that. And if you had gotten that many, I was just like, frankly, mm. I was impressed at, like, a reference. That's it. You, you would have just... But you, you trotted out multiple. You would have upgraded to referentially slow or referentially challenged. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I feel that's a big rap. I'm not sure I deserve that. <laughs> no, mate. Yeah, you are... You're throwing outside, throwing out so many references. You always got me there. You always got me all the way, mate. A couple more references, and you would have finished me off. <laughs> it's tremendous. You're this you're now, this um, close to seeing the eye of Sauron. Yeah. I guess we should get into the games, right? Yeah, all this. Yeah, all we can this, sit around talking this, about uh, tigers for a bit longer if you want. I don't mind. We, we we can keep drawing parallels to the tigers in fucking Middle Earth. <laughs> yeah, it's for as long as you like. Is but. Concord or Campbelltown Middle Earth? I don't know. It's it's all up in the air. It's, well, uh, well, I mean, Middle Earth is just the NRL, but I mean, like then you then 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 yeah, Mordor is like fucking Leichhardt or <laughs> you know, that's, yeah, that's just what it is. Um, the finals, week two. Again, highly successful weekend for uh, for for the show. You would say as as a whole, um, as a, as a complete entity, the show was extremely successful this weekend. With uh, the first semi final, the Mighty Manly Seagulls forty two absolutely fucking slaughtering the Roosters six at uh, the BB Print Farm Mackay in front of a uh, bumper crowd of uh, just under six thousand in attendance. I think six thousand must be just about their rafters at that place, uh, based on the second game as yeah, well. Yeah, would be. Um, the Manly side tries through a double to Tommy Turbo. Foreign, DCE, Harper, Walker, and Saab with tries. Garrick, 7 of 7 conversions. The Roosters had a try to Matt Ikevalu and one penalty goal to Adam Kieran. And, uh, and uh, fuck all that else. That was it. And they, uh, and they uh, you know, bow, out of the, bow out of the competition for 2021 which has been an absolute war for them, obviously, from almost the start, like the second round, I think it was, when they when they suffered the injury to Kiri. Yep. And uh, they've been battling up against it ever since. And uh, so their their brave season has come to an end and it also brings to an end the uh, illustrious career of uh, J-Moz. Great servant to the game. So, great servant to the game. Yeah. Not as successful in terms of jewellery as his brother. However... I would almost bestow some special jewel-encrusted ring on him for fucking getting up off the ground when he was injured to fucking to put GI down. Mm-hmm. And like, like, that shit will live forever. It, the, he's so, it, it's very rare that a player 
crosses not only state of origin lines, but club lines as well. Mm. It's a, the two, the, yeah, it's, and it's the pair of them too. Like yeah, both of them exactly. almost equally, yeah. It's, e- it's easy, very, very easy to just cross state of origin lines based on skill. Just to play in state of origin, yeah. you are amongst the best of the best yeah. um, or DCE, but <laughs> it's, You're it's a belligerent something where... Mate, as as, as Foxtel says, I mean, like with, with a minute to go, you know, you want your fucking Jordans, your DCEs, your fucking Ronaldos. Well, <laughs> Look, I saw, it on t- I saw it on TV, it's true. Just, just, as, <laughs> just as the West Tigers generate clicks... Motherfucker, Blat- I just gave you a rap. <laughs> blatant untruths also generate hate fucking comments. So, you know. Um, but it, it's easy for Greg English to be appreciated across across state of origin lines, um, you know, given as he yep. played for both, or should have played for both. But, uh, or, you know, Thurston, or Cleary, someone like that, just Joey. transcendent. Um, but at club level, it's rare. You know, for, for somebody to look at somebody from another club retiring and to give them that much reverence as the Morris brothers got, uh, that that was a, a very special pair of careers, you know. and Nothing less than they deserve. And, and they were, yeah. as, as you sort of suggest, fucking pretty much beloved, you know, I, yeah. I think. And not only no from off, the fan no base. field shit. Yeah, not even only from the the fan bases of the clubs that they were played for and were successful at. But you know, there's never – has there been a bad word said about the Morris boys? <laughs> I don't think oh. so. I mean, only for, only probably from the like the, uh, the the association, the National Association of Neck Surgeons. I was, I was going to say. They probably, they've, they've probably got a bit of a grudge against them given the fact they don't have one. Is, is there a, <laughs> a, a union, They don't have a neck between them. A union for scarf and turtleneck manufacturers. <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean they're probably pretty bitter at this point, but uh, but otherwise, yeah, uni- universally beloved. The, the and, International uh, Collar Association is fucking despises yeah. them. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, the game itself, though, uh, wow, what a difference a week a week makes. Um, the importance of Lachlan Croker, I mentioned it last week and he proved it uh, on, on this game. Absolutely a wonderful game and tremendous service and particularly across both semifinals this weekend, it was made abundantly clear just how important good service is from the hooker and, you know, yeah. uh, in terms of like total total team performance. Um, <clears throat> the other the other change, which was turned out to be probably the masterstroke of this entire match, was Desi switching out Marty and putting him on the bench to start the game and then starting with uh, Sean Kepi instead. And who clearly was sent out there, A, to sort of be a bit of a hard man and probably try and match whatever Jared Warrior Hargroves was bringing to the game. But not only that, just to absolutely get under the skin of Jared and you know Victor Radley, which he did fucking incredibly well to the point where he had Victor Radley throwing punches at him and completely rattled out of the fucking game. Um, and his footwork and, and, and first stint was just, it just set the tone immediately for, for Manly. And they, you know, the first try came after, you know, not too long. And by the time they'd got sort of midway through that first half, they'd already established, a, you know, what was close to a match winning lead. And certainly by half time they had, and they were just never they were never headed from that first that that first initial onslaught, which was uh, 
you know, with, with Daly and, and Tommy off the, you know, off the back of the, the early great work from, uh, from guys like Kepi. Um, it's just, I mean, there's, there were really the only, the only weak point from the Manly side, it was, I think you know, Parker had a couple of times there where he sort of charged out of the line at Tedesco when he was sort of drifting over to the right one time, uh, you know, with success and forced an error. The other time ended up in the only try that they had. Um, I'm not sure if that's a tactic or not, if it was just, you know, Parker being Parker. But other than that, Does it was Does he have a lot of that flawless. in his game? The fact that the fact that it happened twice and the way it happened and both times when it happened, Forum was already on his way out to the sideline. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm wondering if he was just charged with if you see Teddy drifting over, get up there and pressure him and tr- you know try and cut it off or if not apply a lot of pressure. Mm. And so so it makes me wonder if it was even a you know a tactical instruction or not. But I mean at the end of the day he's you know he is known for you know a, the odd uh, poor defensive read so. I'm more inclined to put it on him, but um, but yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me just the way that the rest of the guys sort of reacted. Like Forum was already behind and past him towards the sideline when he was shooting up, so made me think maybe it was a little bit. It was more of a yeah, a, you know, a planned or a dictated thing to do. Um, Harper obviously had a Barry Crocker last week. And he, yeah, he quitted himself really well. I mean, Harper and Saab defended defended pretty well. I mean, Roosters made a lot, most of their meters that they made, which weren't a lot, but they made them down that side. But they sort of they bent, but they never broke, and uh, yeah, which was you know, uh, you know pleasing. Mm-hmm. Dylan Walker again has this reinvention of him is like this this fucking sub this this substitute you know lock you know through the middle. I mean. It's it's crazy. Like he's taking hit ups like a prop, mm. but then he's you know, and he doesn't have the speed that he used to have. But he's still got the footwork and the elusiveness, and uh, and so he's just yeah. You know, when t- when guys big guys are getting tired in the middle of the field, uh, you know, you know, towards the latter end of the of, of a half, mm. as we saw with the you know, he set up a try and set up a try and scored one himself, and he's just straight straight through the fucking middle. Like it was um yeah. He's he's actually like I mean he's rejuvenated his career potentially. I, I still say, and I've thought this since Luke Lewis, um, you know, had had his stellar end of his career with Cronulla. That mm-hmm. the next evolution of the game is for more all rounders, and, yeah. and I don't know why it's, it isn't something that's being developed, even after it started with Cameron Smith. Look, before Cameron Smith, your hookers weren't expected to have. A kicking game of, of mm. any note. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who, who were the, the brilliant hookers before you know, Cameron Smith? Like, he, he took the mantle from Danny Badiris. And, and yeah. you know, Bed, Bedsy could kick if he really needed to. He but, wasn't noted he was for his kicking game. But he was, just, he was just an excellent running yeah. hooker, He's, you know. But, but yeah. at that time, that's all he needed to be. And at, the, at that time, yeah. that was pretty much what the job was and then all, you know all the best ones all, were all of a sudden you get these things like this season like you say with with Walker here's a guy playing in the forwards who has experience albeit not a lot in the halves you know yeah. and can <clears throat> throw a pass can go out the back can put a short kick in has but the it's footwork in the and the speed yeah. of the and, and, and play it. and played we'll, we'll play three or four games this this season at fullback yeah you know? At the start, at the start of the oh. year, um, but the the thing the thing that I like about the way he's, I mean he's, he's playing well at the moment, but the thing I like about the, his his game at the moment is that while he is being put on as this sort of a substitute forward, 
you know, X Factor kind of guy. He's not shying away from the fucking like contact. Yeah, that's it. Like he's taking he's taking hit well, up straight well, you straight into the teeth. That he was informed under no illusions. You know, it was under no illusions about how close he was to being sacked after all his indiscretions. Well, he was he he, he hasn't been signed yet for next year, and yeah, rewind still six weeks ago. And he was on the list of players that were looking for a, yeah, a club next season. It. But I, they did ask they did ask Desi in the press conference after this game. Um, you know, has it sort of changed things? And he said, and Desi said, yeah, he's like they're negotiating. So I think he'll probably negotiate another. Well, the thing is, I think he's got a little bit more power in the negotiations now because I think he would have been looking at like bargain basement, yeah, yeah, cheap please, contract please somewhere or go somewhere That's else. It. But now I think there's a lot of clubs. The, look at the the role that he's playing now, and think, well, fuck yeah! I mean, you know, I think he's got a, he's got a use in a lot more destinations that he does, you know. Yeah. But um, what else I, am I going to say for, about the, actual, the Roosters the, the though? Million? Like this, yeah. I think this was just the culmination of of an inevitable end for the Roosters, you know, and and mm. they, I would suggest, overachieved getting to the stage that they did. With the cattle, I don't know how many times we've said it, but the, the guys they had on the bench would have been a top eight team and probably beaten yep. the Titans and the Knights if, if they came up against them in the final. But they were at the stage where Give It To Teddy had reached people. And it was going to Teddy on fifth tackle plays that he had no right holding the ball for. And this was you know, in the early stages of the game when when both sides are trying to assert dominance, Teddy's putting in gigantic fucking fifth tackle bombs and Tommy's just marking them in goal, absolutely uncontested. Mm. Like that yeah, that's an yeah. absolute fucking killer, especially in semi final football. Whereas like Well the thing that's dragged them out of the, the shit, you know, this entire season has been the increased workload and just general experience and guidance of the the old experienced heads in the side and the the confidence or at least the you know worst case scenario the kind of the cover yeah. it's provided to these kids and it just it wasn't it wasn't there at all in this game i mean yeah teddy i mean teddy was yeah tommy was contained against the storm fucking teddy was contained and and just and beaten badly multiple times That's in this it. game. That's it. I mean, you know, high, the, the most the most glaring on was when you know when Dylan Walker just fucking just threw the dummy and just shot straight past him for the try. But um, but there was a couple of other occasions there where it, it didn't look great. But the worst and most surprising things for me in this game from the Roosters' perspective was the the absolute hopelessness in defence from some, some of these guys, well, from the club in general, because it's not a club known for being poor defenders, but from players who should fucking know better and should have done better because they're senior guys in the side. Yeah. Tupanua had probably like, the so, worst game I've ever seen him play. What the fuck was yeah. he, like, he? He was beaten multiple, like just terrible. I, I didn't I mean, really pick him as a poor lateral mover. But he was he was. Made, I didn't think he was like, in general. He was made like, yeah. fucking terrible. And then you could see that he realised that he wasn't having a great game and being beaten badly, and then he was trying to, you know, take the extra hit-ups and he was dropping the fucking ball and nothing, nothing was working. And yeah. he's one of those guys that can lift the blokes around him, you know. Yeah, and letters wasn't great either to the point no. where, where where he that, – that, they had that scrum there where, they, where, where Daly scored that that try off the off the step, you know, coming from the back mm. of the scrum. I mean, they <laughs> – like he was straight between, it was straight between Tupanur and and Maria Hargrave, yeah. so much so that like they were, you know they were bitching trying to find an excuse 
for it to be like an obstruction or something because the the gap was so huge, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they even went back and looked at it. I was like, yeah. How, how the who's been obstructed there? It's from, yeah. it's, it's it's from a it's from a scrum. Everyone's fucking packed into the scrum. There's yeah. no unless there's, there's there's no I thought, unless to... someone has been held back. Yeah, like yeah. out of the scrum. There's just but, lack of yeah, yeah it's just, just lack of pace. But I mean, but why are you putting? But why why have you got a prop sort of one off the scrum anyway? Mm. I mean, getting fuck you know when you're only ten meters out from the try line, yeah. get it, get in the fucking scrum, man. Yeah, put some you know, it. but um, but Crichton was f- fucking also terrible poor. too. Yeah, yeah, very poor. Yeah, um, and like so, those three I think were the which uh, again were to, the biggest defenders. To what you said though, they got as far as they did this season off the back of those guys really standing up and putting extra effort in and carrying those younger guys through. And that shit has an expiry date. You can do so much of that before you are mentally and physically exhausted and there's just nothing left in the tank. When, when you're down that many of your, of your personnel, you can only say one more week so many times. Yeah, and I think it. they said it one time too many. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, combined with the fact that yeah, Manly got the wake-up call they, they fucking so richly needed last week, they came in more focused than they probably have been in the last month and a half. And they, uh, and they just, they, they fucking did the job. Daly was amazing. I mean, like Tom, Tommy was good, but Daly was the best player on the field. And, um, which is great that he's firing at the right time. Foran, I've got twice as much out of him this year as I would have demanded. Yep. I mean, I would have been happy with him to play sort of half the games and provide this, you know, this experienced kind of, you know, shepherding into the into the major leagues for Schuster. But as it turns out, he's playing so fucking well. He's keeping Schuster in the in in the back row. I'll tell he's you, likely to keep him there again next I'll year. I'll tell you the thought that I had watching Kieran Foran, and and then I've had it several times this season. Is imagine if he doesn't go to the Dots or Para. Well, to the eels, the eels first, eels yeah, first yeah. and then the dogs. Sorry, yeah. So imagine, imagine if he just stays there. Yeah. Even if he like, even under Tuvi, Hasler goes. Yep. yep. He plays under Tuvi. There's yeah. a fucking Barrett era. But you know what, though, you know what, the Barrett era probably wouldn't have happened. Imagine because the Tuvi era would probably still be on. Imagine if, imagine honestly. if Benji had had never left the Tigers. You you wouldn't have had. I, I know. I know what you're saying. He kind of didn't leave him in their prime though. But either, those sliding he? doors moments I mean, aren't as cut and dry as that. Yeah. Mm. If Foran never no. leaves Manly, then maybe as the body deteriorates, he's off the back of a successful career. He's at a successful club, mm. and he, they just sort of medically manage him out, as opposed to somebody desperate like Parramatta that go, no, 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 he's a great player. We need to get him and pay him stupid money. Yeah. yeah. You know, if Benji never leaves the, the Tigers, then he just, you know, same thing, sort of peters out. Mm. Still a better player than Luke yeah. Brooks. But, but he doesn't get that, <laughs> you know, after I leave St. George, no one wants to sign me wake-up call. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, I don't think Foran gets the, well, fuck, unless I get my body. Your career is fucking over. That's it. <laughs> you, can't, you can't even get a run at the doggies. Unless I get my body 100% right. Because yeah. uh, all the stories I'm hearing now about him are that he is like a, fucking saint in terms of managing his body and yeah, his right. nutrition and his recovery and his preparedness it's not you know well I'm I'm a footy player so I turn up up to the game he's there before everybody else he's stretching and making sure things are, are right and he has his own private yeah. physio stuff after games 
you know, so I, I think yep. if he stays there, he's he's not at that stage at this part mm-hmm. of his career. I I for one respect the shit out of what he's done this year. So yeah, and and it's crazy to think that he when he left was not just a couple of years ago. I mean, it was a long time ago. Yeah, and he and he hasn't played this well in a jersey other than a manly jersey in that entire interim time, like you mm. know, since he left. Since before he left, yeah, that's it. I mean, because it was even the season before he left, because he didn't even have a happy season that year he left. I mean, that's when the injury sort of stuff started really kicking in on him. Um, yeah, great performance, and fuck, like this this game before this game, I just wanted to win more than anything because I felt like finishing top four. I didn't think we'd finish top four. I mean, I thought we'd finish in the finals even after the first four losses, but once we finished in the top four, it I think me personally required this win, and that's par. Yeah. For the season, you finish top four, get to the last four sides, that's and then that's and that's par. And um and now now we're into fucking into bonus time. You know, Socials so. on this one, Mitch said manly too strong. Momentum is back, and congrats on a stellar career, Jay Moz. Anthony said great to see the boys turn up and play the potential tonight. It was great to see Jay Moz clapped off the field at the end of the game. What a great career! Unfortunately, the poor cunt had to finish it in Mackay. Uh, Ryan. <laughs> he finished it on a farm in front of farmers and my, and f- farmers and fucking FIFOs. As he was set off to the farm, if you will. As he was as he was carried as he was carried off the field in a in a fucking in a, in a fucking wild track highlight. Ryan. <laughs> the Roosters kicking game has been very tiger esque tonight at best. Surely a finals game deserves a bit more than a reserve grade effort. I think that's a bit harsh on the Roosters. Again, I, I just think they were you know, mentally and physically gassed by this point in the season. Um, DK88 on Twitter said, Manly too good, bad timing for us to shit the bed, but I think we got the absolute most we could out of 2021. Not a great feeling, but there's been worse. Hope Manly pumps south and for some glorious NRL chaos. Claire Simo said, Key stat for me, two offloads all game, two. The forwards were focused on taking up the ball front on and not backing in or looking for a hit and spin. It's simple, but forwards making metres is everything. Go Manly. Um, also, that suggestion you made in the Facebook group about having a twill meet up on the northern beaches can fuck right off. Um, never have I seen <laughs> Manly fans don't travel more out in the light of day. You fucking sad sad sorry bunch of people that's where it's gonna it's it is gonna it is gonna happen there it's though and um, I, I just i just hope that we're opened up so that we can go down there and uh, enjoy it's fucking not <laughs> like i would rather be a teenage girl in afghanistan than spend any time on the northern beaches <laughs> fuck that uh one golfer in a cart said manly were really 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 good period that's the tweet they were. Everything fucking clicked. Uh, Chris said, thoughts and prayers to the Morris boys. They've given so much and achieved everything in our game. How are they rewarded? Starting their last Mad Monday in fucking Mackay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. That's it. Very good. That's it. Right. Okay. So along to the second semi-final, where the Penrith Panthers 8 defeated the Parramatta Eels 6 uh, also at BB Print Farm. Um, Who, and who's fucking BB side. Print and how happy is that cunt? I tell you, that guy is getting uh, maximum exposure, brand exposure <laughs> for, for his in, for his sponsorship dollars in uh, the year of our Lord 2021. He's um, so cool. I mean, yeah, he's not he, even he kind of gets print. a game every year up there. But, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, it's only it's only at Mackay. I mean, I just wonder. I mean, because he's not. It's not a mining company. No, no. Like, so, printer, so, but they, so, they, I'm sure yeah, they do yeah. plenty of fucking work for the mines, but they've been in Mackay 25 years and it's taken yeah, fucking should, COVID to... Uh, we should inquire. We should inquire as to what the what the naming rights for, for the, the Mackay Stadium actually cost. <laughs> <laughs> see what we can do. Oh, um, the Panthers' uh, eight points came through a try to Kirk Capewell, a conversion to Nathan Cleary, and a penalty goal to Nathan Cleary. The Eels' six points came through a try to Wunga Blake, and a conversion to Mitchell Moses. Off you go, stepdad. If, Let's hear it. If the saying that defence wins premierships is true, then just hand Penrith the fucking trophy. Because um, that was an almighty <laughs> defensive effort. Um, Parramatta, for their part, like they, they were terrible in the back end of the season. Like everybody talks about finishing your season and being on the trajectory to go into the finals and and get, you know finding that extra gear to go up or how, however you want to describe it. They did everything but that. Right? They were fucking horrible. They had an amazing game against the Storm. Where they knocked them off and then rested a bunch of players for the last round. I don't think I've seen a finals performance from a side that's had such a poor entry into the finals before. As in, if you'd have taken their last season, the end of season form, they, they would have been, you know, struggled to, to get through week one. Um, but fuck, they got up for that Storm game, and fuck, they got up for this one. They were yep. very tight defensively. Their forwards were were absolutely fucking massive, and so they should be. You know, you remember in the early part of the year, their forward pack were were one of the closest working forward packs in the league. It even made that fucking fake tough guy Brown look like a decent fucking player. But unfortunately, they were on the wrong end of a couple of missed calls at crucial times from the ref uh, which you know, again that happens that's probably and again it was Ashley Klein and again we had situations where there's almost punches thrown with players because again for like the fucking third or fourth game in a row yeah. he's lost fucking control of his game <clears throat> um, they were also on the end of some fucking unfortunate unfortunate mistakes um, that was the, the worst performance from a stone since last week in Palestine. Um, well, the thing, yeah, the thing, the thing, it was, it was, it was the most Jekyll and Hyde performance ever because, in defence, he did some fucking great yeah, stuff. Amazing, great, but and he has been doing is, that. He has yeah, been doing yeah. that defensively whilst he's been in the side just yeah. recently. And and a lot of pressure on a guy that's not really a pro. He's you know, not, he's a, not a hooker. Their their regular nine's gone. Um, yep. you know, both sevens, I thought, were great positionally. This game was just, it was a fucking good old-fashioned war of attrition and war for territory in that one team would boot themselves out of trouble and then the other team would have a massive defensing set and pin them in pin them in the 30. But then the seven would just put this almighty mm. fucking kick in and negate everything. So no one could really gain the ascendancy. So that, that's the way the game ended up ebbing and flowing. But when yeah. you look at the fact in that first half... Penrith bombed, I think, four tries that that really 
should have been down, that should have, and at any other game of the year, they score at least three of those. And then if the Eels are looking at at 18-0 or 18-6, I don't think the rest of the game unfolds at that intensity. I think it was just because it was so close that they stayed in it for as long as they Mm. did. Um, For Penrith's part, the defence again was great. However, I think if you had some some classier players or, or craftier players, I should say, and by that I'm talking about, you know, people like Cheese or Munster, um, there were some deficiencies in that defensive line that could have been easily exploited. I think this game I exposed think, uh, Clint Gutherson for me because I think Moses oh, was this game, and, and I'm the, <laughs> but I think Moses. And I'm I'm loath to give Mitchell Moses any credit, but you could see that he was he was up for the contest and he was doing everything he could trying to run the team and and steer him around. And they ran the same play out the back to Gutherson several times, many times throughout the game, and he just lacked the speed off the mark or the creativity um, or the, the you know the time, the ability to physically bust through. Yeah, he yeah, which for me. Penrith, Penrith are a great side, and they're great defensively. I don't know that Para, they got half the way there as far as a blueprint to beat Penrith because, as you say, their forwards muscled up, and they took the game to the, the game to Penrith physically, but that's only part of the and and Sia showed it. That's only part of the process of trying to get over the top of Penrith. Yeah. The other part is you've got to be fucking on your game with attack. And mm-hmm. and they they didn't have that piece to the puzzle and it showed. Um, and Penrith, they they have that ability for such a, a brilliant attacking team and a team that can score points the way they can. They also, and and it's not a quality of a young side typically. They also have the ability. You can see they won a fucking semi final game eight six. They have the ability to grind, and that comes from Cleary and as you say his kicking game. And and Parramatta, they they'll look back on this game, and, and if they're smart, they'll add a piece or two of of out and out attacking brilliance to that side because that's the difference between them and the 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 Melbournes yeah. and the Manleys. And, yeah, uh, that's the, that's my the, thing, the thing is this the the one thing about this game is though I think I think if Reed Marnie's there, I think Parramatta win it. And like not and and you know not by one trial. I think they, I think they'd because that was that was the main thing that that fucked them. The limitations to Ray Stone's game as an offensive hooker. Mm. Yeah. The the defense Panthers defense was great, but it's really fucking easy to defend five hit ups and a kick at, that hopes for a mistake at the end of it because that's it, what ninety five percent of what Parramatta threw at them was. Speaking of attacking hookers, Appy's in this really strange place at the moment. Where he's not some other woman's the bedroom, couch, the couch, in, the couch in the <laughs> yeah, lounge room, some other um, woman's bedroom, the doghouse. <laughs> yeah, one, one of the hallmarks of Appy's game is that he is so fucking quick out of dummy half, and he's so good at getting out and putting those couple of steps in, and then like just knowing where he's going to throw the pass. But this game, he was sort of plodding forward a couple, and Parramatta cottoned onto that that he wasn't really going to run and that they could just close in on him. 
and he was mm. telegraphing his fucking passes, something chronic. That sorry, he, he was doing it as well, but also the attacking options for him to pass to. Well, mm. That reduced yeah. from what I'd normally see. That it gave Parramatta the chance to to pick them off. But when all said and done, Parramatta scored one try from a Dylan Edwards fuck up, mm-hmm. which surely Ivan has to factor into every week's game plan. He goes into every and he week. And was one of the Dylan Edwards' games ever too. Yeah. They even roped Kickow into one yeah. of them. Yeah, that fuck. Someone took a <laughs> screenshot of that. That's fucking brilliant. That's one of the and best. It, like it's one of those That's ones like where you think like yeah. you know okay. This, this team was a premiership favourite all year and finished second on the ladder. Yeah, like, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Um, with, with, you know, with, with the, it kept in mind that those two players are in that 17. But I am that proud and that happy to accept every rugby league fan's undying gratitude, thanks and respect for the sacrifice that this team made for New South Wales to win State of Origin this year. Because... That's when everything fucking changed. Luai hasn't come back the same. Cleary hasn't come back the same. The constant rotation in the back line is... It, the, the cohesion's not there. Mm. When they entered the finals last year yeah. and they were humming, one of the reasons they did it was that they had one of those blessed seasons where they were almost devoid of injury. Injury-free. That's yeah. it. And so yeah. the, the cohesion was there. Even now, you've got you know people changing sides, and okay, so this winger plays here, but okay, this week we're going to play him on this side, and then this guy's over here. It it's starting to tell. Um, this guy's a fullback, but he's playing shit, so yeah. we're going to move Crichton back instead. Yeah. And um, yeah. I don't think Cleary's shoulder is going to be a hundred percent. I think his shoulder is fucking hanging on by a thread at this point yep. because there were a couple of occasions in the last sort of eight to ten minutes of the game yep. where he would make a tackle. And, and he, yeah, you know, rubbing his arm afterwards, or his arms just fucking hanging yeah, there like a dead it. piece of meat, or he rolled away from the tackle yeah. in pain. I mean, he's obviously going to be, you know, he's going to get his booster shots through yeah. the week and you know before the game this weekend. But I think that it's it's his shoulder too. I think it's very easy to legally and repeatedly fucking put that shoulder to fucking work earth it is. and take him and take him entirely. And out if there of the is a team that will do that, it's, it's going to be Melbourne. But you know, more more of that in the previews. Yeah. Um, look, it, it was important to win and, and all the the rhetoric after this was just, you know, sometimes you've just got to win and winning's enough and that's what they did. Um, yeah, but- look, I think Panthers could go away and they could be very happy with their defence. I mean, their defence is, is, there, is there and whilst you know, I don't think the Eels threw a, a, fucking, a fuckload of creativity at them, they still defended everything that they had except for that one, you know, Dylan Edwards, you know, that bounced beautifully for fucking Blake as well. But um, man, like they looked absolutely head fucked yeah, in attack. That's it. Like they had so many sets, and they were trying to like they were trying to manually force themselves out of being head fucked by declining the penalty goals. The, the I mean, the, the closest of this game. I mean, if they had if they had yeah. elected to take those penalty goals, they would have been they would have probably won this game thirteen six because they would have had the, had the two goals and they would have had a six point lead and then clearly most definitely would have got a field That's goal it. at some point. And again, you know, par- in that Parramatta fucked themselves out of it at that stage. But one of the other starkest things between them, and I thought this is where Moses was exceptional, was Penrith have gone away from that glorious short kicking game that got them. You know, not only so many points, but so many fucking repeat sets. And they're back to these high fucking Hail Mary score off a bomb kicks. 
and I'm not. There was a couple of times though where there were there were good kicks, like good grubbers and stuff put in, uh, and that did result in you know repeat there sets. There were, but previously in the season, you know, again, especially last year, there were barrages of them, and it was coming from Cleary and Luai. Yeah, you know the the confidence isn't there for them to be sharing that. Uh, mm. But yeah, again, a week's a fucking long time in football, so let's see what goes on. Anything else you want to say on that one? No. Socials. No. Jai said Edwards got that Ben Simmons at the line syndrome. Fucking does he what? <laughs> does he? Yeah, as if Ben Simmons declined to take a fucking an open dunk and then dribble it down the other end of the court and fucking threw an alley oop to the opposition player. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that that level, yeah. <laughs> Dylan Edwards is like if Ben Simmons fucked the yips. Ryan said, it's a shame that Dally M's don't have a best at a category because surely Fergie's performance tonight would be worth a look in. What do you think of that? When he goes for the crusher oh. holding his neck and then he's probably called a, look, a cat or a fucking diver or whatever. Well, I have to, yeah, I have two, I have two thoughts on that. A, obviously that's fucking terrible because he bounced up like, he, you know, the power of Christ had, had ended his body <laughs> and, and instantly healed him. But at the same time, there were multiple situations that weren't as blatant as that, but on the Penrith side that were fucking terrible. And the one that sticks in my mind the most is one when uh, Naden jumped up to take a bomb and he, and it was, there was a genuine contest. He hits the ground, gets tackled, and he jumped up after he jumped up with his hand up in the air like I'm tackled in the air. And, like, and there was a couple of like there was three or four yeah, of those but hang at on. least. The Panthers a, were appealing for a penalty isn't staying down. That's the direct opposite. No, no, but the Pan- but the Panthers, but the Panthers were on this this penalty first, milk first mentality, which resulted in the winning points actually, as well. I mean, like the the, the penalty goal at the end of the half that that got them the eight six lead was was one of those as well. But um, it's like I think it's it's fucking terrible across the board. But that Blake Ferguson one, look, I hate Ferguson. I hate that thing that he did. But I love like I just love like shit houseery, like just blatant. Like just the most blatant of blatant shithousery, yeah. especially as in neutral. Like if it happened to my team, I wouldn't be a fan of it. And if he was, if one of my players did it, you know, wouldn't necessarily just, be a fan of it. But as a what? neutral watching a tough game, it's funny. I just think it goes to an area of obvious improvement for referees to empower them to fuck stuff like that off. You know? Yeah. And I've always wondered this. Penal wasn't. It wouldn't take many penalties. Well, we'll put it this way: just don't, just, just don't, don't give him the fucking penalty. Because I mean, like, how many times when you see a guy on the ground trapping the the tackling player's arm and holding him on top of him, and you hear the referee calling out, you know, milking, milking, and he's not going to give a penalty or a repeat set for it. That's it. Like, is it possible to take back a penalty, or is there something archaic in the fucking rules that say once a penalty is blown, you know, it is decided? You can't take it back. I mean, you've seen them. You've you've, you've seen you've seen them. You know, change their decisions on the fly before the, yeah. before things have reset. I'm, before I'm, no, I'm trying and, to think about a penalty. I've seen them change things like, oh, you know, who touched it last going out? Is it a dropout or a tap? They change those sorts of things. You know, was, was yeah, a they don't often a penalty, do they? I can't think of a time I've ever seen, unless it was a captain's challenge. And again, even that. But is there something? Someone fucking more knowledgeable. Is there something in the rules? that say once a penalty's blown, you can't unblow it. Because fuck me, that'd be great to empower them to when they see that sh- sort of shit. Exactly like you said, Glenn. Just say that that that's it, penalty's rescinded and now it's going against you. 
Yeah. Um, anyway. It wouldn't take many of them to, to get it out of the game. Fucking not. But also he got, you know, he, you know they, he, he was, he was richly rewarded for that shit anyway, when they had the, that one chance they had to score a, a, a real try in the game. And uh, when Ferguson was down the sideline and fucking Moses was leaning up in support yeah. and just got tackled fucking outright. Yeah, like, true. You know, that, that was like, look, that's bad. Put, like, hey. look, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back to 2019. Jake Travoy, which was fucking Simbin for far less than that in the semi final against the Rabbits. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yes. Uh, Ryan so. said, Ray Stone has the brain size of a pebble. Hashtag fuck Ash Klein. <laughs> Josh <laughs> said both teams had plenty of opportunities to shut each other down. Penrith shot their load this game. I can't see them carrying enough momentum into next week to beat the Storm. Don't know what caused Kikau to be such a muppet in the first half, though. He had atrocious form. He That's what he does in fucking yeah, big finals games. Yeah. Watch the grand final he's last got year, man. History. Fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah. Liam said, bloody hell, put Dylan Edwards in an ice bath for the next 24 hours. Admire his grit, but he has to be up there with the shittest fullbacks. Well, only if you consider catching a ball part of a fullback's job. Apart from that, he was, you know, pretty good. Damaging the runs. The commentators were trying, they were, yeah, they were still wrapping him up about his run metres. It was like yeah. a couple of critical and you want to look at the, critical you want to look at the decline of <laughs> the decline of the decline of the of the sports media when I saw the a tweet from Fox Sports where they do the the NRL three sixty, like, you know, the player of the week or whatever, and it's like, you know, you gotta you gotta tweet like hashtag NRL whatever the player's name is or something. And they threw up as options after last the, the last round of action. Dylan Edwards, oh, fuck. Clint Clint Gutherson, and then Tommy. Like, yeah, okay. Oh, like, so it was just like, like who was the best fullback? Yeah, okay. One but, of yeah, these things is not like the other. Um, yeah, but they didn't put Teddy up there, so I mean, it's just fucking weird. Shunter. So congrats to Penrith for winning the Just Happy to Make the Prelim Cup. Uh, <laughs> Alex Grant Oz on Twitter. Said all defense, zero offense, high entertainment. Yeah, I fucking loved it too. Uh, at Bebe Campbell. Said not the quality of Roosters v Tigers 2010, but pretty close in terms of excitement. Really enjoyed witnessing another chapter in the tale of Brad Arthur, expert in failure. <laughs> and uh, at Fat Hairy Lazy, good friend of the show. Said don't let all the para refs fault bullshit distract you from the fact that Penrith were by far the better team. Penrith bombed at least four tries. The only thing keeping Parra in the game was Penny's lack of patience and execution. That's it. All right. So that's it for the game, Well, One thing I did forget to say um, after the Manly game, it's very impressive. Oh, for fuck's sake. Listening to... I um, need to go on about fucking Manly winning a game. Okay, you dumb fucking thumb. <laughs> now I'll say what I was going to say. You were going to do very that impressive. anyway. It was very impressive to fucking see to 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 listen to Trent Robinson in his press conference after the game, just sort of debriefing a bit on the season and just the the touch to you know thank thank the NRL and the, you know for for looking after the players and the families and all that sort of thing, keeping the season running and you know doing what they did to you know as far as their accommodations and and things like that to you know when they relocated everyone up to Queensland. And um, it was good to see you know, a coach that actually just wasn't bitching about stuff, and he was a little bit you know philosophical about it, giving credit where credit was you know you know required, and uh, in short, not being a cunt like that fucking ball fucking thumb I'm looking at fucking on the Skype screen right now, who <laughs> fucking who not for the first time in his fucking life shot his fucking load too early. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a fucking lifetime out of that shit. What are you talking about? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, so so yeah, that's a lot. That's all I'm say. But um, <laughs> that's I mean that's it. That's it. Anyway, I mean, through the games, I mean, obviously they're shorter these days, aren't they? But uh, it's full time for four thirty-five. So thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, to find our various links to social media and our communities, Patreon, and more, head to thisweekinleague.com forward slash links. Um, if you'd like to support the show, why not consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash twill nation? Uh, additional episodes and more prizes or gifts, you know, merch for the, the upper tiers. Uh, which shouldn't be too far away too. I can't what's, fucking wait. What's to our topic for discussion those... this week on the Patreon? We decided. I believe it was families, wasn't it? Like family issues, like family issues, family parents. relationships, parents, parents. Yeah, oh, that's right, parents. And so we've already had. Uh, what, what was the first one? Neighbors. Neighbors. The first one was neighbors. neighbors. Yeah, and then we had. Uh, then we had some travel then stories. We had travel. This yep. one so is. This uh, week's one is about your parents, your relationships. Given as we're fucking a dad to most of you in some way shape or form <laughs> as well as to our own flesh children <laughs> not just our internet children <laughs> and uh yeah so yeah. and so if you if you are See, if you are a patron we did that in our uh, fucking spare time like you and i were both in that fucking chat where there's the fucking madge mcguire of fathering trying to restrict how much screen time his kids get yeah. find the why in your study yeah, oh my god. Yeah, I mean, they talk about talk about burning out, burning out the fucking, burning out the team. <laughs> but um, but yeah, if you're a patron, make sure you get into the uh, send us a message through Patreon, Patreon, or if you uh, want to send us an email, business at thisweekinleague.com If you want to remain anonymous uh, for your submissions to that episode, which we will be recording on Wednesday night, so yeah, get them in by. You know, sort of, or, you know, nine, ten p.m. on or, Wednesday night. We're good to go. Or on the Patreon thing, just say, "Keep me anonymous." Well, not but because if they do that, they're not anonymous to the people. You know, on the yeah, you know, the, all the patrons can see who's replying to the thread. Yeah, true. It's much like a mailbag thread on Facebook where you can see who's said everything. So if they want to really remain, I mean, do you want to remain anonymous just to the patrons, or do you want to remain anonymous like completely? You know, like, or yeah, just from the wider community. Make your call, submit your content as you wish, and uh, parenting advice, worst parenting stories, parenting fails, yep. parenting successes. Yep. yep. Any and, and I know and I know there's just so much of that shit out there. Any amazing story with other about. people's parents, or things you may have done to someone's parent. Oh, Jesus! Why you always got to take it there? Because You'll find out. We know that- for a fact that one of our patrons. <laughs> Better submit a goddamn story because it's it's fucking great. <laughs> anyway, fellas, before we wrap this one up, do you have any closing words? Would you like to say anything else, Glenny, about the fucking Manly winning? No, fuck, I don't want to hear another word about Manly are you, winning. Are, are there any ex Tigers? Ex Tigers. Unlikely, they got two more weeks of them winning. Yeah. Sorry, Jay. Are there any ex-Tigers left in the finals, or does Moses? You see the last. Like I know you've got yeah, Harry Brown, Marty, Marty Tapia. Um, he's there. That's yeah, right. Right. Carr, if he play, he, will he oh, play? Oh, fucking yeah. garlic! There we are. Garlic sauce. We got, we got garlic sauce as well. Mate, yeah. Fucking competition's littered with them. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> the term former West Tiger is like. Like an asshole. Um, when, when do we get to do our This Week in League Hot Ones rip-off? 
Yeah, well, we're going to have to do that. I mean, it may be something we can... Uh, you know what would be great? And you, you need to find a venue for us. We could do it, like, in person on grand final day. Oh, fuck me. No. At a place. No. Look, no, I, I went to our old no. our old haunt on the weekend. Saw... Yes. Um, <clears throat> the, fucking, I have never been so disappointed in Spice in my entire life. The hot, the, the, like they don't give you the options anymore, and the hot's not. The hot's only like me. I asked because I had the, the three kids with me, and mm-hmm. I asked for an order of the tenders for the little miss. I said, as mild mm-hmm. as they come. I ordered an order of the tenders for me. Yep. I said, as hot as they come. Yep. And then the two boys finished off hers and hoed into some of mine. And, you know, the seven-year-old and the eight-year-old handled it like a piece of piss. Yeah, now, well, because now it's only it's, it's either hot or it's not. There's no graduated, no, there's, like five, there's six no levels hot. on there. Yeah. There's no hot. It's mild and seasoned. Oh, because, no, there is hot. Like, if you get, like, on the burger, oh, no, the fat burger, they, you can choose I'm to get it hot. call it hot. Yeah, yeah, it's not hot no. though. It's like what medium probably was in the no, old days. No, not even that, man. Like I said, the seven-year-old and the eight-year-old fucking nailed it. Yeah. Didn't even need a drink. Yeah. So we should go yeah. there and show them what hot is. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm down with it. Is what I'm saying. Glennie doesn't seem to be down. Glennie doesn't seem to be down, but I'm down. But it, but look, even if, if we don't do it on grand final day, thing we'll do we'll do it in the off season sometime and do it up at my place or you know wherever. Subscribe we'll, to uh, Patreon for the hilarity. There. Of the man who yeah. cried at eating KFC hot and spicy nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that like was crying like that. is a stretch. <laughs> you know, like to, to tell the story of that though, like Glennie, that was it was for like a yeah, milestone was episode, wasn't it? Because like, it was yeah, for three hundred, yeah. And he's and he's Glennie's hungry, so he says to, so he says to Jake and yeah, you grab us yeah grab us something on the way through, and so. Jay's grabbed him some some KFC nuggets and some hot and spicy nuggets because they're fucking tasty. And, I mean, when he said they were hot, when he got here and said they were hot and spicy nuggets, the fu- the whinging the started on. at that the, point. The fucking yeah, carry the, the, on. He was already mentally fucking destroyed by the to- just hearing the term hot and spicy and just carrying on about it like. And when this guy started, and can you imagine him now? Now you've got to knowing that backstory about Glenn's relationship with Spice. Now imagine. Him eating nuggets with the bomb beyond insanity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. I can't wait. Oh, I, can, oh, I can most wait. certainly wait. <laughs> On that note, fellas, talk to you Wednesday. Later. See ya. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.